This is the Home Health Revealed podcast. Hear stories from real industry leaders discussing topics affecting the ever-changing industries of home health, hospice, and palliative care. Welcome to the Home Health Revealed podcast. I am your host, Mike Greenlee, and like always, I have my Vanna White, Hannah Vale. What's up? Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Mike? Well, I'm fantastic. You know what? I woke up this morning and I started playing 80s music, which I love 80s music. So I figured that now that we have Chris on the call, and we'll get into who Chris is here in a second, but I think he should participate in this game. So I have a game for you guys. I'm going to ask you five, five 80s questions, okay? Because 80s was the bomb, right? Even though, I, even though I was only three at the time. You know, I was born in 77, so I didn't really, you know what I mean? So I'm still living in the 80s. But here we go. You guys ready for a little 80s. big game? Now, here's the yeah. deal. If uh, you guys are against each other here. So I'm going to ask the question to you first, Hannah. All right. You'll have a very limited time to answer this question. If you cannot answer it, Chris can steal. All right. The winner of this gets just nothing but bragging rights. Okay. All right. You ready? So Hannah, first question is going to go to you. What was the most popular saying in the eighties? Cowabunga dude. That's actually a good answer, but that's not right. So therefore Chris for the steal, what do you think it is? Uh, I grew up in Florida. It was "Hey Ho, Dad." Hey Ho, Dad. I got. I got to write. Hey, I got to write that one down. Hey, hey Ho, Dad. What? Ho, I've never even dad? heard that one. Like Ho, Dad. It was like a surfing term that you were a Ho Daddy. Okay. All right. Mm. So okay. the most popular saying in the '80s was "As if." <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, okay. and it came. Yeah, it came from that uh, one show with uh, Elisa Silverstone in it. Remember that one? I can't remember the name of that movie. As okay. If. Question two, Chris, we're going to start with you. What was the alternative word used for cool or awesome in the 80s? So today you'd say cool or awesome, but what would they see in the 80s? Well, so I'm a little older than you, Michael. I, I lived the 80s pretty well, um, and cool was a pretty popular word. So alternative to cool or awesome. All right, I don't know. All right, I'll go with. All right, all, all right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Okay. All right, Hannah, that's not correct. Audacious. No, radical. Radical. Yeah. Radical. That's, that's rad. Right? Yeah. Okay. The rad. Yeah. You know, remember the movie Rad, the bicycle show? Okay, you know, we're going off subject here. All right, so Hannah, what was the most popular technology in the 1980s? Uh, television. No, Chris. Uh, oh, come on! I got to get this one. Discman. Oh yes, the Walkman. Oh, uh, see, I was thinking that I'm was like, 90s. Give you Discman because oh. I think the Walkman came for the Discman. I don't know, but I'm gonna give you that as a point. All right. Yeah. I should have known that one. Yeah, you should. I mean, who didn't have a Walkman, right? You're the coolest kid in town if you had a Walkman. Right. All right, and you wore it like a beeper. You know what I mean? On the outside, where everyone saw you, you thought you were cool. I remember those days. All right, Chris. Here you go. First question for you. Which artist had the most number one hits in the 1980s? Hall and Oates. Oh, no. Hannah. Ooh. Prince? No, Michael Jackson. Oh, that was going to be my other answer. <laughs> go back. Yeah, go back, go back. I'm telling you, you guys suck. No, I know. All right, here we go. Last question, and we'll get into our topic. All right. Name one, and Hannah, let's go to you first. Name one of the biggest bands in the 1980s. Bands? Yep. 
name one or if you can name name as many as you think you can name i only have five so if you don't name one of my five you're, you're wrong <laughs> according to the google okay a band so like kiss pat benatar i don't know i, I don't know chris okay. you're gonna kill it did I'm i get good. any of them we roll with this one acdc boston oh, yes. yes kansas uh i don't know that there's four uh, yeah ario speedwagon Pink Floyd yep. was the number one. Pink Floyd. So interesting. So, hey, food for thought. But uh, thank you guys both for playing the game. The winner of today's game and full bragging rights for eternity is Chris. Chris, good job. Robin nice applause. work, my man. And uh, it's really sad if I'm able to beat you at that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hannah, what in, we got going on I was on born here? in 84, so I didn't really live the 80s. Well, you know what? Well, retro but i do love them there you go making excuses i know excuses are you know what they say okay let me let me introduce chris because he's already made his own introduction with his 80s knowledge but chris is a proven business and technology professional leading invokes commercial business so from a small startup to a fortune 500 Chris has been on the leading edge of software innovation, holding key worldwide and regional leadership positions at IBM, British Telecom, and Microsoft. Chris joined Envoke in 2018 and has driven a strategic focus on enabling in-home healthcare caregivers through Envoke's cloud-based, medically relevant, and HIPAA-compliant speech recognition platform. Chris and the Envoke team are transforming technology-enabled in-home healthcare documentation, delivering material impact to the key industry business challenges. Chris is also a proud United States Coast Guard veteran. He and his wife, Kate, are the founders of Raven's Team K9, a nonprofit focused on disability awareness, acceptance, and education. Chris and Kate make their home in Austin, Texas with Matthew McConaughey, but thank you for your service, Chris. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Glad you're here, man. We're gonna have, we're, we're gonna have a good time here, Hannah. Yeah, we are. Uh, before we get thank too you. far in though, I wanna say this podcast is brought to you by Health Rev Partners. Grow your agency and expand your mission with a high power revenue cycle management partner powered by Velocity, the most advanced coding and billing software in the market for transparency, analytics, and clinical intelligence. You can find out more about Velocity at healthrevpartners.com forward slash Velocity. All right, now we're good. Welcome, Chris. Now we're good. So we're going to talk a little bit about technology. We know technology plays a vital role in this ever-growing, fast-paced world of home health industry, you know, transforming how we care, how care is delivered, uh, and the experience, and how it's impacting the clinical and financial outcomes that home health agencies are experiencing. Yeah. So Hannah. Yeah, to start off with Chris, can you tell us a little bit more about Invoke? I, and I just, I love to spell it out for people. It's a little in big V, Invoke, B-O-Q, and how it came to be. And I wanna know about the name origin. Sure, oops. Uh, so sure, uh, yeah. So Invoke has, has actually been around as a company for about 20 plus years. Um, and it really got started in the uh, call center space, kind of helping agents with, you know, in a, with a product called Agent Assist and helping helping agents, um, you know, respond to customer inquiries, those kinds of things really evolved, uh, you know, probably about a decade ago into more about speech recognition and being able to, again, kind of aid and assistance to um, the user who needed, you know, help with something. And so when you think about 
envoke, little N-V-O-Q, um, it's a play off the word invoke, the, the actual, you know, English word invoke, I-N-V-O-K-E. Um, so, you know, when you think about invoking something, it's kind of getting, getting assistance, kind of getting help with something. And, and so that's a little bit of kind of where the brand came from. Um, but really invoke has evolved from, from being in the call centers to really taking speech recognition technology um, into the healthcare space. And more specifically, you know, in the last five years or so, really focused on in-home healthcare, right? And how we help hospice, palliative, and home health clinicians, skilled clinicians uh, at the point of care and, and to really capture their patient note, capture that patient's story. Um, and so we've, we've evolved from kind of call centers into speech, and now we're going even further into really getting inside the speech that's captured and really data transformation and the evolution of kind of what happens downstream with that. Yeah, so sure. we're talking talking some AI hype, right? I mean, that's going to be some of the things that we talk about, the state of the industry from an IT perspective, you know, the whole fear of missing out. FOMO. Sure. FOMO. That was yeah. not a term in the 80s. No, but you know what? I still like, I'm going to start calling people FOMOs. You're a FOMO. <laughs> fear of missing can I, out. Can I say that to people, you think? Or do you I, think that's you like could try to line? say anything to people, Michael. Uh, but yeah, I think with technology, once. I think with technology, you know what I just saw uh, the other day, a little bit of a side, but have you seen the new Ray-Ban glasses with the video yes. where you can video? Yes. I had some serious FOMO watching somebody's video so that it's it exists. Yeah, you're a FOMO for sure. You know, candidly, <laughs> there, there, there is this hype cycle going on for sure that you bring up and this notion of the fear of missing out, you know, it's it's like... Everybody's hearing about generative AI and what does that mean and how do I apply that, you know, within, you know, healthcare and documentation. It's it's coming up, um, you know, part of it's hype, but part of it's real, right? And there's uh, there's some really interesting evolution going on there, and invokes right in the thick of that. Um, we can talk more about that. It's it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. So tell us about how documentation transformation or speech recognition technology integrates into the existing workflow of home health agencies and what are some of the potential efficiency gains for those healthcare professionals? Yeah, so great, great question. And and there's a lot, I mean, we, I could go on forever and ever on this one. So you guys will have to kind of guide me. Um, really you know, when, when we look at, you know, kind of the technology enablement and kind of what does it mean for the, the clinician? What does it mean for the patient? What does it mean for the, the agency? How does the agency kind of elevate um, you know, speech recognition in and of itself, we're all using it every day on our phones, right? That, you know, it's, it's pretty much mainstream now. But when you think about it in a, in a you know, clinical uh, setting, um, you know, typically there's, you know, in an in acute space, there might be a scribe or, you know, the physician's doing medical transcription, that kind of thing. We're actually taking that capability and bringing it into the hands of the clinician at the point of care with the patient in the home of where they can capture their note, you know, and do it free speech, right? And the the ability to be able to do that and then have that flow through into the systems, right? So directly into the EHR um, and, you know, several EHRs integrate our capability where, you know, the microphone manifests within the EHR itself, right? And so Invoke isn't the system of record. We're capturing the information. We're helping, you know, feed that downstream to the, to the various um, downstream recipients of that. Um, that goes all the way from capturing the speech to then being able to kind of present a cohesive clinician note that kind of shows the full uh, patient story, if you will, super important thing. 
And then being able to kind of take that a step further and go into, you know, structured data and discrete fields and being able to get all the way down to form filling. So that the evolution from speech recognition to data transformation and the integration with the systems along the way, you know, really super important. And we're, we're, you know, right in the middle of that evolution right now. You know, I use a lot of the speech recognition to, to spell words for me. <laughs> Is that pathetic or what? But that's what, it, you know, I'll get on Siri and I'm like, oh, spell this word for me. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, it, you know, the thing about the uh, speech, rec speech recognition is, mm -hmm. you know, I, I speak Ozarkian, which is AKA hillbilly. You know, I got some words there that, you know, I just don't pronounce right. But I do know that, you know, having that speech recognition, it's important that it can pick up, you know, those, those hillbillians. Um, or the accuracy and how important that is. So in what ways does technology ensure accurate transcriptions, especially, you know, in the diverse medical technology or terminology field and adapt to the unique speak patterns of healthcare providers in a home home care setting? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we spend a ton of time on accuracy. It's the number one thing we work on. Uh, and it, it really manifests in several different ways. Um, and, and kind of an interesting factor on your Ozarkian comment, um, people people who do, who use speech recognition, you know, common question you get is, well, you know, what about accents? What about, you know, mm -hmm. English as a second language, that kind of thing. What's really interesting about that is folks you know, who speak with English as a second language, as an example, um, tend to have stronger word boundaries, right? So they, they enunciate their words more deliberately. Um, and so the speech recognition actually can work really well with someone with an accent because they, they do speak with such a deliberate cadence. Um, but we focus a lot on accuracy. We have um, topics that we specialize in. So we have gen med topics. We have home health topics where, where we're able to kind of really get the medical terminology right. We use machine learning to kind of predict next word, those kinds of things. So the, the ability to know what somebody's likely going to say next, we're able to kind of project that and kind of that that really participates in the quick turnaround uh, of being able to have somebody speak something and immediately present back to them what's been captured. Um, so there's a lot that goes on in the accuracy. We have a full linguistics team who's constantly working on our topics to, to build those out and specialize those. Um, there's a big difference between using, you know, consumer grade speech recognition like a Siri or Google Voice or something like that and invoke because you're gonna get a completely different experience where we're able to rec recognize medication. Um, great example might be medication dose routing, you know, that kind of thing that gets captured through a, through a clinician's visit with a patient. You know, your typical speech recognition is not going to get that for you. Right. Yeah, I, think, I think some of those medical words are made up anyways. I think they just make totally. those words up. Totally. Yeah. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on some of the privacy and security measures of the patient information when they're using that speech technology, especially in the context of home health care, right, where we have to consider the sensitivity of the information. Yeah, so, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting question, Hannah. You know, if you, you know, pick up your phone, pick up, you know, a lot of clinicians are using tablets, so, and they might have speech recognition on the tablet already, right, it's just kind of part of the, the base operating system, Yeah. you know. When they're using that, you know, capability that comes default, that that's consumer grade, you know, capability. That's not HIPAA compliant. It's not commercially hardened. It's not medically infused. Um, and so, a really good question for an organization that might be using <clears throat> the default speech recognition on a device is to say, you know, 
how do you, how are you managing data retention as an example? So when you talk about protecting patient data, if you're capturing that speech, you know, using consumer grade speech recognition, you've now lost control of the information you just gave to that system. And that's being used to train their system. That's being used to, you know, learn about you as a, as a user of that device. And, and so that's very concerning or should be very concerning for agencies um, to make sure that they're using a HIPAA compliant medical grade type of capability. And so with Invoke, you know, we, 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 you know, sign a BAA with every organization we work with. We have hardened systems that go through uh, audits every year to be sure. And, and we, we do penetration, penetration testing and, and those kinds of things to make sure data safe. And then the other piece is we are not the system of record, right? And so um, the EHR is typically the system of record of what's captured. And so it's in the hands of the organizations we work with to determine how long they want to retain the data on our systems, as an example. So they could not retain it. They could retain it for a week. They could retain it for a year. Um, you know, we give the control of that data retention and, and um, to the organizations that we work with. Interesting. So, yeah, you're you're touched on a little bit of compliance, and I want to talk about compliance because it's a big deal, um, especially in today's age. So, how does this technology keep home health agencies compliant with healthcare regulations? And does it adapt to the changes in the documentation requirements? Yeah. So um, we we don't want to be a regulator. We don't. We're not um, attempting to be. We do provide capability. You know, I talked about. You know, one thing is to capture the speech. The other is to kind of get inside what was actually captured. And so, for example, if you're looking at a, a CTI narrative for a hospice patient, right? You know, you want to be able to demonstrate disease progression. You want to be able to demonstrate they're qualified um, to be in hospice care. Um, you got you know, need that certification of terminal illness, those kinds of things. We are configurable based on what the agency would like to look for in their captured notes. So we, we give that capability. We're kind of the enabler for the agency to be able to configure to what they want to manage to. And so we don't want to be the regulator, but we want to be the enabler to be able to follow the regulations. Okay. Um, on that same thread, then one of the questions that we get asked about our technology is about interoperability. So in what way really does your talk to tech solution facilitate that interoperability with your other healthcare systems, EHRs, ensuring that seamless communication and data exchange compliantly between those platforms? So, so there's a couple, couple angles here. So Invoke has finished product, right? Where um, we sell our end products to organizations directly. Okay. Um, with those products, they can be used in an overlay fashion on any application on that device. So whether it's the EHR or whether it's their email system, their messaging system, whatever it might be, they can use our capability and it's returning the text to wherever they place their cursor within that device. Um, so we don't we don't necessarily get into um, you know having to exchange the data or anything like that. The other aspect of our system is we we're a platform as well. So we provide application programming interfaces APIs to other organizations to be able to call our speech capability. And so EHRs will integrate to our APIs. And so again, the system of record becomes the EHR. They're able to have their clinicians using their EHR call the invoke system. The clinician doesn't really know it's the invoke system, right? They think it's okay. the EHR. 
and and we're returning the data underneath. So our our kind of connection there is is through the API calls. The last piece of it is really kind of where this is all going. So so the the speech capture is one thing, getting that clinical note right is another. Being able to get all the way to structured data and kind of discrete data fields from from freeform speech. So think about we're just speaking and the system is listening and capturing that. Being able to then convert that all the way down to structured data where you can fill out a form. Um, that's again, an opportunity for us is that we see to be able to do that form filling and structured data and pass that using acceptable, you know, JSON formats, whatever it might be, um, using um, common formats within the healthcare industry to do that. You know, a, a couple of things I love about both of our companies, if I may say, and take time out a little bit and talk about this, you know, part of, you know, the technology that we use is in tracking changes, you know, because of our technology, you know, when we're reviewing a chart from an agency, we can see exactly, you know, what changes we're making, the impact of those changes. And we can even drill that down into each specific clinician, you know, because supporting that documentation is, is critical from our, our perspective. And the whole mission for us is when we partner with agencies is to help that their clinicians be the very best in, in their community because that's that's their brand. And and re, and we want to reduce the amount of changes. So, you know, someone's making, you know, I always say clinicians, they're very good. They love they love what they do. Paperwork is probably not their favorite thing to do. And so uh, you can only imagine they'd hate to do it again. Right. And so when we look at someone that has a lot of changes, we want to reduce those changes um and you know help them become better at what they're doing so in terms of reducing pre-work you know we we we've, we've signed a partnership with invoke um as you guys both know already but now maybe everyone else now knows but you know it, because one of the things that was so impressive to me is the the enhancement of that accuracy and the completeness of that documentation uh can we talk a little bit about that th those capabilities and, and what you guys are seeing and experiencing with that Sure. I mean, it's it's first of all, you know, thanks for acknowledging it, Mike. I think we have a great partnership and it's very synergistic in the way, you know, workflow occurs. Right. So mm -hmm. you're you're kind of doing your analysis. You're you're looking for those changes you're looking for. Hey, how can we, you know, not repeat the same issues again? We're at the front end of the of the equation here uh, at the point of capture. And so, you know, common within any kind of quality assurance or defects, the, the closer you can get to the root cause of that and kind of get upstream to it, the, the, the more likely you're going to be successful. And so, you know, we spend, you know, a huge amount of time ensuring accuracy at the front end. And now as we evolve and we look at, you know, our ability to kind of real-time coach a clinician at the point of care. So they're able to capture their note, have their note reviewed by the system, have the system pop back to them guidance as to what they may be missing in their note, um, you know, is a huge thing to kind of be able to solve some of those problems further upstream. And we're doing that today for agencies. That's that's existing capability that that's going to continue to evolve for us. But it's a great um, it's a great story because the reality is it has an impact on the clinician. It has an impact on the patient and it has an impact on the business. Right. And so Think about all that rework you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If we're able to solve that upstream and not create that back and forth, because then the emails start going and the rework and right. trying to track someone down and, hey, you saw this patient two weeks ago or a month ago, you know, like, you know, we all know. And so, you know, there's some connections here and, and it really, it goes far beyond the, the topic of conversation here in, in that speech recognition, you don't make a natural connection to things like, 
staffing and retention and quality and compliance. But the beauty of, of what we're doing with kind of creating that accuracy on the front end is we're able to kind of improve the clinician's efficiency mm-hmm. while helping produce a higher quality work product. And that and conjunction there is pretty significant because usually efficiency and quality kind of go against each other, right? And so that ability to have efficiency and quality manifests itself in so many different ways with regard to clinician satisfaction. You have a satisfied clinician who's spending less time doing documentation. You're more likely to retain them. You're more likely to have greater capacity because they're more efficient in their work product and they're not wasting time in doing the burden of documentation. I mean, I could go on and on in the connection to some of the the core problems that are affecting the industry right now of where Invoke and and this kind of flow through that we're talking about really makes a big difference. Well, and, you know, revenue protection, turnover, uh, retention, really. Okay, so follow me on this. I'm sure you have better stats. I'm just thinking if I'm in my car and I'm on a device, right, I don't have a full keyboard to type, first of all. So it's going to be slower than my even normal typing. I don't, I don't know. What is that? 60 words? No, it can't even be 60 words per minute, is it? What is what is like a typical typing? Do you know, Chris? Sorry. Yeah, it's corrected. Typing is down more in the 30s when it comes to words okay. per minute. And and think about that. That's that's typing on a QWERTY keyboard. Think about typing with your thumbs on a tablet, which is what these clinicians are doing. Right. And, and so not only is it time of typing, but think of the quality of the note. If If I have to type out this with my thumbs, I'm going to be as brief as I can be and take all the shortcuts I can. If I can just my note and then have that note presented back to me, AI enhanced with, you know, clean format. And then that goes into the system through structured data and kind of form filling capability. Like that's a really different experience. And the quality that flows through there is dramatically different. Well, Chris, you you just mentioned something. Sorry, Hannah. Um, But. It, well, Stephanie, one of our, our leaders in our um, review department, uh, coding department, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, but y- you just touched on it. And she she actually even mentioned this, that when she was viewing one of the charts, because it was through Invoke, there was more detail. And, and, and she said that it was, she was able to review those charts faster than charts that you just described. So again, when we're trying to, I always like these podcasts and people always like, hey, why are we talking about certain topics? It's because every agency's got to got to streamline. They've got to make things so efficient um, because you know they're being squeezed every which way they possibly can. Staffing's still a big challenge and technology does help recruit. It does help retain. There's no doubt about it. But through our lens, and I just wanna know if you, you're seeing this across the board, is because of your your, your speech to text, Stephanie said by far she's getting way more data, complete data when she's reviewing that chart to to assess that chart better than some that aren't using that technology. That, 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 was, yeah. that was pretty fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. That's an emphatical yes, right? I mean, I mean, so so when you speak versus type with your thumbs, it, you know, it, there's there's a direct correlation. The notes are easily a hundred percent longer. A longer note in and of itself does not mean it's a better note. However, the robustness of that note is absolutely there in, in, in what, you're, what you're calling out there, Mike. And now think about if I take that robust note and I enhance it with AI, don't add in anything, but just structure what's been spoken, structure around the patient, pull from the EHR, structure around the, you know, the diagnosis, what's going on with the patient, structure around medication. 
be able to provide that back to the clinician in a very clear form and for the downstream team to be able to get that in a very clear form in the, in the EHR and you know other forms that might get populated. I mean, it's it's a game changer. It really is. And, and again, when, when you start talking about speech recognition, you don't make a natural connection to things like retention and quality and compliance and that, but it has a huge impact and we're seeing it within organizations. And we have the ability, I, I, I kind of jokingly say, we can help organizations find the needle in the haystack. And you talked about, you know, being able to kind of look at notes and see maybe where we need to target certain clinicians and that kind of thing on the back end. Well, we can do that in real time when they're capturing their note to say, hey, these are the clinicians who consistently don't meet the mark of what you're asking them to produce. And it doesn't mean that's a disciplinary thing. That means that's an opportunity for a coaching intervention to help mm -hmm. that clinician get better and kind of work, work more efficiently at higher quality. So there's a real opportunity there that may not intuitively pop for people. Am I correct in in thinking that it is primarily clinicians that use that take advantage of the speech text technology? Yeah, so um, interesting, we kind of cut our teeth coming into in-home healthcare really around hospice physicians, right? So okay. so a hospice physician, a lot of them are contract physicians. They, they may work in their own practice. They may come out of the acute space. Um, you know, this notion of speech recognition is kind of, it's table stakes for them, right? They're, they expect it. And so that, that's part of what brought us into this market. And then what we found is, you know, the ability to kind of democratize the capability. It doesn't have to be just for physicians. So to your point, Hannah, when we look at, you know, RNs or, or NPs, or, you know, you keep going out into the skilled base of, um, social workers, even chaplains use our capability as they're capturing notes, you know, around the family or things like that. So, um, yeah, any skilled clinician within the organization um, can can get benefit from using the Invoke capability. And we've seen it in the, the deployments we've done. So it, technology can get a bad rap, technology projects, right? Because you're implementing a technology, you're dealing with change management, organizational change. Um, so what efforts are really made for easy adoption and effective use for these responsibilities they have? Yeah, so I, I mean, I can talk about some of the Invoke experiences and what, what we've learned along the way here. Um, you know, and I, I'll, I'll give you a quick quote from a, from a CEO from an agency, one of the larger agencies that we've worked with. You know, he said to me, it was yeah, paraphrasing something to the effect of, we did 70 technology projects last year, 69 of them failed. And, and the one that was successful was Invoke. And, and I don't say that to say Invoke's you know, perfect or anything like that. What I, what I say it for is really around technology to Mike's pointer, just to inject technology into an environment, it will fail. I can guarantee you it will fail. There, there is a natural reaction, especially within clinicians, it seems. I'm good with doing it the way I've always done it, right? Yeah. And so, you know, technology can be a little bit of, uh, you know, a little scary, right? You know, and so um, having that right clinical sponsorship and understanding, you know, the objectives both for the business and for the clinician and for the patient experience and educating the clinician as to what's in it for them. So, you know, it's pretty easy to have a discussion with a clinician and say, hey, look, you know, <laughs> you know, 
I love doing documentation two hours a night, said no clinician anywhere, right? Like, you know, right. if, if they're sitting at their dining room table trying to do their do their documentation from the day's work that they've done. And it's like, hey, what if I could give you 90 minutes back of that two hours? Does that sound of interest to you? That in and of itself is a pretty interesting value proposition to most, right? And so the ability to be able to kind of help everyone in the organization understand what's in it for them, the clinical, the economic, and the technical um, is huge. And then having that executive sponsorship, if you're just going to say, hey, here's technology, go use it, you will fail. And we right. have, you know, we have the, the, the good fortune of having a very experienced customer success team who works hand in hand with the agencies that we work with. We probably over-function in the way in which we deliver our capability rule in, in that we really work to make sure that they're successful with our capability. And one of the things we've learned along the way is how do we infuse back into our product things like in-app learning and, and things like that that can help a clinician at the point in which they need it. Um, we've, we've made a lot of enhancements along those lines just from what we've learned over the last five years. Hey, you guys came out with a really cool video uh, that you recently just put this video out and it's really resonated with clinicians. T tell us why you think that video has connected with that audience and and where where can someone go view that video because i'm telling you it's it's legit i love it um so i'm i'm assuming you're talking about the 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 video that kind of compares the documentation versus speech of, of kind of typing versus speech on a tablet is that is that the yeah, one we're talking about it's looking over a clinician's shoulder so it's that yeah. user uh, perspective which is so powerful so so we actually um that was actually put together with one of our customers, um, and and that that started with the genesis of that was really their video, um, and you know what that video shows is, and again it's startling, right? It's the 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 time that somebody was documenting, you know, kind of using their thumbs or kind of using the eraser of a pen, I think it is, you know, or a pencil on on the tablet. Um, it took them like over twelve minutes. It was like almost thirteen minutes to capture their note. And then they did this exact same note using invoke and speech recognition. And I think they did it in about four minutes. And, and so right there, right, is the evidence in front of you to say, hey, there's a better way here. Uh, and it's really not that difficult to use. It's just using your 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 natural speech to um, you know convey what you're thinking about this patient, what you've learned about this patient, what, what the situation is, who needs to be involved in the care of this uh, patient. And so uh, it's a really powerful video. It's on our website, Mike. If, if anybody wants to see it, um, just go to our main page and scroll down. Um, but it, but it is it's it's uh, very impactful as to what's possible. And that, that's just again, that's talking about the very front end of the speech recognition capture. There's so much more yeah. going on through the process there mm -hmm. that, that we can help an organization with. Yeah, that video is so well done that you know it's like. You know, one of the questions I was going to ask you, and then I thought to myself, was that all I got to do is watch this video is like, you know, what if I was an agency, how do I know if this is going to, you know, help, help me get me to the next level. Right. And then I watched the video. and I was like, well, I can't ask that question because that video really just answers the question. So if anybody's out there interested in trying to put together Invoke and, and HRP and kind of like this whole podcast, if you go to Invoke's website, which I know, Hannah, you'll you'll plug some of that stuff yeah. in, uh, out there, just watch the video. And then you're going to have yourself an answer and then just call Chris and his team, because I will tell you, they have a fantastic team, very ethical, very transparent, um, here to help, here to find out in other ways. Even 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 if you're talking about, you know, the speech recognition, I love how you guys look at other areas to say, hey, we have partnerships in these 
these other areas because, you know, agencies, um, they need the right partnerships. And, um, you know, we're committed to, to working with companies like Invoke and, and a few others that, you know, really do put the customer first. So I want to tell you, thank you for you and your team, the way you've treated some of our clients. We're very thankful for that. They've had a great experience. Um, and, and so, Hannah, I'll shut up. I'll let you close us out. Yeah. Well, I just wanted, Chris, if our listeners want to learn more, want to find out more about Invoke, go ahead and give us some locations. They can get some information. Yeah, you can you can connect with Invoke at Invoke.com. So NVOQ.com is the quickest way. You know, there's a there's a, a contact form there. Uh, feel free to to connect with us. Um, and Mike, if I could just you know grab onto your point for a second, you know, this is an ecosystem that we're all working in here, right? So HealthRev and Invoke and some of the EHRs and some of the other um, you know offerings, technology offerings. Um, there truly is an ecosystem here. We're, 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 we all have a common goal of helping the same organizations. And it's really great to have partnerships within the ecosystem like HealthRev and Invoke working together um, to be able to kind of flow all the way through and kind of how that, how that all comes together. And there, there's just a really powerful story there. And we love this partnership. We're super excited about it. Uh, and, and just want to thank you two, not only for the opportunity today, but also for the greater partnership that we have between our two teams. I, I, it's just, it's really phenomenal and, and exciting to see what we're producing. Yeah, yeah I agree. agree. So um, just thank you, Chris. Thanks for coming on, answering a bunch of questions. I think people just really need to know what's out there. And that's what we aim to do with this podcast to share with people who are missionally minded and then can give agencies, you know, tips and tools to really streamline what they're doing. So thank you so much for coming on, taking time out of your day. Um, to talk with us to our listeners and share more yep thanks, thanks a lot too. and next time i'm going to quiz you guys on 90s nine and we're going to get you since you're born 84 i'm going to give you the benefit of the next podcast we're going to have 90s questions we'll see we'll see if you're just still a fomo or not i don't know you know although i do think some of my answers were fairly good i'm not sure where you're getting your data uh the google I, I kind of want to challenge. Is Pink Floyd more seventies than eighties? Like I'm, I just, yeah, I don't know. Well, that like, could be I debatable, t- but I got my information from the Google, and I can, you <laughs> so, know, the internet's always sure. Right. It's credible. It's credible. Yeah. yeah. All right, Chris. I, thank well, you. Have a great rest of your week, Hannah. Thanks for being on, everybody. Yeah. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye bye. Here, bye.